podcast dedicated to catching up with former RAs and hearing where their journey of life has taken them since their glory days at New York University. I'm tonight's co-host, Jessica Smith from Massachusetts, and I'm a bachelor's master's student, now a fully matriculated master's student studying French studies. During my undergrad here at NYU, I was in the Global Liberal Studies program with a concentration in contemporary culture and creative production, double majored in the College of Arts and Science in French, and minored in Star and Titian Steinhardt for the business of entertainment, media, and technology. And I'm currently in Ariane Lipton on the French floor. Wow. And I'm Tom Ellett, and I'm none of those, but I'm the other co-host, and I serve as the Senior Associate Vice President of Student Affairs. Welcome, Jesse. So how is it as a third-year RA going for you? It's pretty fantastic. I love it. I feel like it's truly an honor because not many people get to achieve this. Not that it is an extra achievement. I'm just obviously here as a master's student continuing on, and so it feels really great to not only have been an RA abroad in Paris, but also get to be here for a second year in Lipton. It's really incredible. That's great. So you enjoyed Paris? I loved Paris. What was the outstanding moment in time for you in Paris, if you had one? I think it was that I was there during both elections, both the USA elections as well as the French elections, and so some of those nights were just really incredible incredible to be there with the residents like they kept NYU Paris open all night during the USA elections and so we were up until 6 a.m. and didn't get the results until 8 a.m. and so it was just pretty amazing to have the majority of NYU Paris there together watching all of this happen. So. How many students can say they are away for a presidential election abroad and also watching from an international student perspective as it relates to elections with the U.S. president. Good yeah, it, it was incredible to hear both the professors take on it because we have professors that are both from France natively and also uh, professors that are from here. And so it's really great to get that uh, across. Fantastic. We have a great guest tonight. Who? Stephanie Chandra. She served as an RA in Gramercy Green for Daniel Choi and Coco Wheaton for two years and you graduated in 2011, correct? Correct. Well, welcome, Stephanie, and thank you so much for joining us on today's show. We're so happy to have you here podcasting live from Kimmel. It's really a pleasure to have you on. No, it's so great to be here and be back on campus. It was a rainy day, but a beautiful night to walk through the square. Yeah, and so tell us what you've done since you've graduated NYU. A whole lot. So since I graduated NYU, I moved back to Jersey, but I'm still working in the city. Right now, I'm an associate creative director at Situation Interactive. They are a digital-first marketing agency that really rallies behind the idea that the world is a better place when people are doing rather than having. So that idea of brands that you can experience, things that you can do together, those are the kind of passionate fan communities we rally around, and we just get to celebrate the, the things that we love. It is wonderful having you back here on Washington Square. Tell us a little bit about your journey when you were here in Washington Square as an undergraduate, first as a freshman, and then kind of your extracurricular activities. Sure. So I started out bright-eyed and bushy-tailed my first year at NYU, living in Goddard, which is one of the smaller, if not the smallest, dorms here on campus. And it was the first year that they had started what's called residential college. So we applied to a specific stream. Mine was all the world's stage. I knew I loved theater my entire life. I knew I did not want to be an actor, but I was always going to be a fan and a cheerleader of the arts. So having an outlet for that was really appealing for me, in addition to my studies as a media, culture, and communications undergrad student, which is where I was in Steinhardt. Um, so I started there. I lived on the top floor with about 19 other residents and our faculty fellow, Rogan Kirsch, who's one of the most incredible people you'll ever meet. Truth. <laughs> so true. And having that first experience at NYU was kind of an interesting home base. When you come to NYU, everybody tells you it's in and of the city. The city is so big. It's got all of this huge university with micro communities throughout. And then to have my first experience be a floor of 19 people that I came home to every night was actually a pleasant surprise that I think made my freshman year just 
so, so perfect in that core community. So you participated in an experiment of NYU. The experiment went well. I think it did went well. I mean, my best friend to this day are friends that I met on, on my Florent Goddard. So it was a great experiment. And it was great to have that be connected to your writing the essay class. So one of your first classes that you're coming to in college can be a little bit intimidating to reveal yourself, particularly in writing, to other students. But having that layer of commitment that you all knew you had to apply to be here, you wanted to be in this community and be active participants, it just was a great first stepping stone. And to have such a close connection with the faculty as well, I think is really great to feel like an individual and feel like the faculty is here for you and they care for you and there's not like this wall in between you and that you really get to know each other on a more personal level is really great as well. Definitely. And you worked with faculty fellows in Gramercy Green as well. Correct. So yeah, I kind of lucked out as far as timing. Gramercy opened my sophomore year, so I was part of the first class to even live in Gramercy. It was a very big deal. Our housing lottery number was great, and we were (laughs) able to get in there. And I instantly got connected with Hall Council. It felt like a natural place for me to be and was doing ER chair work with that group. And I had a great RA, Jordan Chi, who he was also from New Jersey, where I'm from, close, uh, close in proximity. And he talked to me a lot about Hall Council, and I said, oh, that sounds really great. I want to do that. Um, and so by doing that, we worked with Philip Kane and Olivia Birdstall on so many great programs, whether it was biking over to the Brooklyn Bridge or Phil and his partner hosted us at their beautiful apartment in Gramercy Green, just to, like you said, establish that sense of community. And in a city so big, it never felt that big being here. And then after being on Hall Council, I more and more was connected to the RAs through their work with Hall Council, and I thought that was something that felt right for me. I've always been a little bit of a leader, but I always, I like when I see things that are a little bit murky or unstructured. I love putting structure around things. I love creating communities for people. So that just felt like a natural place for me to be. The rally process excited me. It didn't feel like homework. It didn't feel like extra work on top of homework. It just felt like exciting puzzles and challenges that you got to work through every day. And getting hired at Gramercy was really a cherry on top because I loved the community I met there and had already worked with Daniel and Coco and thinking about going anywhere else was scary. I would have done it. Um, Amani, that was her name, was my rally leader. She was fantastic. I thought maybe I was going to go to her res hall, but it was so great to then get that official notice about going to Gramercy. So did you come to NYU thinking that you were going to become an RA or was it kind of all these factors that put it together? Being in Goddard and res college and then doing hall council, like what kind of convinced you and motivated you? It was something I always knew about. My mom was actually an RA in college. So Where where um, was she an RA? At Montclair State University. My mom was very involved with her school. When she graduated high school, they called her class pres because she was her high school president. So that role and that nature is something that's sort of in my DNA. (laughs) Yeah, it was something that was always intriguing to me and It just confirmed that it was the right thing for me to do. One of my friends decided to join a sorority. I joined Res Life. There are a lot of similarities when you think about the things that they provide for you as a student. So I found my people. Talk a little bit about what it was like to be on a team. Being on a team is something that comes from the top down. I think one of the things that made Daniel and Coco as extraordinary as they were and Jen Sheridan, who came on the second semester of my senior year, they really instilled this culture of teamwork and supporting each other and making sure RAs never felt like bad cops and making sure you knew if you were having a rough day because there are a lot of incidents you deal with. There are some great celebratory moments of students, whether they're achieving goals or loving a program you're doing, but you also deal with some really tough things, whether it's a kind of superficial roommate conflict or something that is more serious, whether it's illness, whether it's mental health, whether it is a crisis situation, you deal with a lot. And I think that's something about being an RA that surprised me, just having the emotion 
emotional and physical and mental stamina to do all of those things, sometimes in a very short period of time can be taxing, but knowing you have a team of people that are feeling those same things and have your back is really incredible. Daniel, we used to have things at our staff meetings where there was the clutch award where if you came through for somebody, we would pass it from peer to peer. And there were three different ones that meant different things and something so small and kind of symbolic. It was just the perfect personification of what that teamwork meant for all of us. And yeah, we do that now in, in Lipton. We have props to Priscilla, and it's mm-hmm. a unicorn that we all bought collectively together at the Dave & Buster's event that we have for all the RAs, and so we passed the unicorn between the RAs for just like, you did a great job this week, or you made me feel special, and so that teamwork that they instill is invaluable. Yeah. It's really important to recognize colleagues as you're going through a difficult process and a shared experience that you have as RAs. So you finish up to NYU and then you move on. So talk to us about that transition for you to leave college and then go into the career world. I think one of the things that NYU does, and you don't realize it until you start to encounter people who don't have that shared experience, is I went into the career world not afraid of it. I had already had internship experience because of the nature of the way the programs work. We share that same minor, the BEMT minor. That was just part of what you did. So I had work experience. I knew what it was like to be on a set. I knew what it was like to be in an office. And you don't realize a lot of people don't have that luxury. And so I felt really empowered and prepared to see what was going. And I lucked out that somewhere I had interned my senior year is where I'm still currently working right now. That's incredible. Yeah, I was very curious because I just felt like we had such similarities in terms of what we studied and our interests. And so how were the RA responsibilities transferable to skills that you use now in the workplace? I started out, my position was a social media position. And while I love all of my clients dearly and they all hold a special place in my heart, one of the first clients I worked on that got me hired full time was Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. And so if you're familiar with the Broadway landscape, there is a lot of amazing things about that show there's a lot of crisis around that show and I think having that ability to celebrate and manage crisis at the same time particularly that show in a social media space was a really easy way for me to transfer the skills I was using into the work that I was doing every day I think now that I'm in a management position and I'm supervising a team those skills are so so incredibly priceless whether it's managing a budget as an RA it might be couple hundred, a couple thousand dollars. Now that's a lot bigger than that, but you understand the value of what you want those dollars to do. Yeah. And then I saw that you were an explorations floor RA and I was myself. And so in terms of brand strategy, how do you feel like you branded yourself as an RA in your floor and like how that helped you kind of brand yourself in your career? As an RA, it was really nice to be able to do the explorations floor twice. Mm -hmm. The first year I did it, I was trying to find my footing. I took it really literally about what my theme was. And I think ultimately you have such a diverse group of residents that you have to be a little bit more fluid in your approach. Getting to do that again my senior year, I couldn't have asked for a better set of residents. From time to time, I'm connected with Phil Hughes. Lizzie Hale is somebody who is my peer but lived on my floor, and we ran into each other on the red carpet at the Tonys this year. So there are all these places where you don't realize your paths are going to connect. So I think staying authentic to who you are, but having the flexibility to not just think about how you approach a problem, but how the people around you are approaching somebody and adapting to others. That's something that I think is true of when I was an RA, as well as who I am as a manager now and who I am client-facing to my clients now. It's so great to hear you mention Phil Hughes. I worked with him as an admissions ambassador. That's awesome. Yeah, he just got promoted. He's Mm -hmm. fantastic. I graduated with Nick Jensen I'm still friendly with, or Mitch Weaver was an admissions ambassador. He and I met at our new student orientation the July before we started and remained friends throughout. Those connections cross and the admissions teams are great. Tori Pierasanti is somebody that we worked with that you might know through Phil. There are some great people here. Stephanie, what are you most proud of in your current workplace? 
I'm probably most proud of, I don't know if I could pick one specific tactic, but I've been really extremely privileged to work on the show Dear Evan Hansen. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but uh, I've worked on the show since it did its out of town in DC, which was almost, that was in the summer of 2015. We probably saw it that spring or that February, saw a workshop of it. And it's just been so incredibly rewarding to work on something that stands for something bigger than itself. Not only is it an incredible piece of work and an incredible piece of theater, but I recently, on behalf of the show, spoke at the Teen Vogue Summit this year and got to talk about the relationship between social media and mental health. And I think when you think about marketing, you don't realize the impact that it has on other things. A lot of the times when you tell people you're a marketer, they think you're creating commercials for Pepsi. And what I love about the company that I work for is while those brands are great and they have their purpose and they do great work, we're working with intangible products that ultimately have huge impacts on people's lives. And that's been really rewarding to see the trajectory of that show over the past couple of years and to grow alongside that. When I started working on the show, I was a copywriter at the time, I believe, and then now I'm an associate creative director. So I've gotten to see my career grow alongside the growth of the show. And that's been a nice parallel and sort of place to focus for me. Outstanding. It's interesting because Tom at the beginning of the year said that every person's journey is going to be different. And that really stuck with me in terms of when you get the internships and seeing people be able to work. And with the RA job, like sometimes it's really taxing and it's not always available to do an internship when you're handling schoolwork and everything. So to know that this opportunity came to you during your last semester and then led into your career that you have now, that's really incredible. It's like, I used to use this phrase all the time when I was at NYU and my parents and my friends would tease me, but it's so true. It's sort of that art of Zooming. Mm -hmm. You never know what opportunities are going to present themselves to you, particularly at NYU. I made a choice to take a lot of, I took a lot of great classes with professors who were here full time, but I also, with the BEMT minor, took a lot of classes with adjunct professors who by day were practicing what they preached and at night were letting us know what they did, what they learned, and how we can grow that into our career. And by doing that, you just never know what those opportunities are that are going to come into your lap. And if you have a guest speaker who's currently working in a field you want to work in, don't be afraid to ask the question. Don't be afraid to shake the hand. You might run into them at a conference three years down the line. So it's something that's that's been really cool. I, I don't know if our students really understand the significance of an NYU degree. Obviously, it's a non-traditional campus. Talk a little bit about how that impacted your college experience. You had friends probably who went to very traditional college campuses, and you certainly didn't. What was it like for you? It's funny because being from New Jersey, New York was always accessible. It wasn't this place that felt out of reach. It wasn't this place that felt like a fantasy land. But NYU showed me it is a little bit. I mean, you know Times Square. It was a very bridge and tunnel crowd. And coming down here, you see all of this culture that you're not exposed to. You have friends from all around the world that you're just not exposed to in your everyday life. And I think that just broadens your worldview and it broadens the opportunities that you have. And it allows you to develop life skills in tandem with your academic skills because at the end of the day, yes, Goddard's right here on the square, but you're living in New York City and Gramercy's even further. And yes, I was still in housing, but it forces you to grow in multiple aspects of who you are. And I think that's really unique to NYU. And not to say that doesn't happen in other campuses, but it really happens here at an exponential rate. And especially with all of the other campuses developing around the world, Abu Dhabi just happened as I was graduating. That wasn't even a tentpole of NYU, and now it is. So that's kind of incredible, the rapid growth of change that happens with you and the university in tandem. We're going to jump to the fast take section. I'll give you two seconds to answer the questions. Favorite (laughs) tradition at NYU? Oh man, Strawberry Fest. Did you go abroad? I didn't go abroad, but I do regret it a little bit. (laughs) Best dining hall? Kimmel Pizza. 
Any celebrity sightings as an NYU student? Not in class, but while I was coming back to campus one day, I was like, who's that guy strutting down the street all confident? Oh, it's Ryan Gosling. So oh my that, was, that wow. was pretty great. Favorite teacher or course? I loved, and I believe he actually just left NYU, but I took Culture Wars with John Zimmerman, and I think it was one of the most impactful classes that was not required for my major, but again, it talked about Culture Wars from our founding fathers through to current day and the war on drugs and the war on terror, and I think having that ability to see both sides of an issue was life-changing. And finally, what was your most memorable RA experience? Oh, man. My most memorable RA experience, other than going through RA training for the first time, which is the first time you see that community form, which is mm-hmm. outstanding. Having that bookend of graduating with my fellow grammar CREs and Daniel and Coco got us all beautiful flower lays that we wore together. We all stuck together as a cohort and having that be the exclamation point on my NYU career all together was pretty, pretty special. We're lucky to have you here, truly. Thanks. No, it's been so great <laughs> chatting. Stephanie, thanks so much for spending some time with Tom and I to discuss your journey and where your life after NYU has taken you. It's been such an incredible time listening to this. And as always, thanks to our listeners who can stay connected with RA alums who are living the Dream School alumni version of life. Special thanks to my engineer, Juliana, Fonseca, Alesso, and the current professional staff and the alums like Coco and Daniel and Jen Sheridan and all of the staff who have really helped RAs develop their skills in doing what they're doing today. If you like the show, look for more content on the website. If you want to know Ari's favorite books, like Stephanie's. What was it, Stephanie? Do you remember? I gave you two. East of Eden, because thou mayest, is one of the best phrases in literature. And The Wizard of Oz has been my favorite story since I was a child. And you have all three. (laughs) Go to the blog site, uh, whatthey'rereading.blogspot.com, to see my reviews of what the RAs read. (laughs) And finally, feel free to tweet at me at T-E-L-L-I-T for a shout out. Until next time, Please remember that community is so vital to your success as Stephanie had described tonight. Take care and be well.